Welcome to OCD, Obsessive Consumer Disorder, a series that explores the myriad lives of partners, professionals, entrepreneurs, and basically the movers and shakers in the film, media, entertainment, art, design, and creative industries. We are here to find out what makes our hearts tick and why we still seem to pursue what we think is a promising career. Possibly even solve some of the common problems we have together. I am Gautam Reddy, your host for the evening, and I'm very happy to have Mohammad Abdul Ahad, a creative designer par extraordinaire. Ahad, hi Gautam, killing it in Hyderabad and other brands across the country. How's, <laughs> Thank you. How's, how's uh, life been? And on a, on a more serious note, it's good. I think it's uh, it's been non-stop, hasn't it? Yeah. I don't think uh, every month, every day, something new is happening. Hyderabad city is is growing up so fast. It's been a pleasure working with you over the. Over the last, I don't know, very soon it'll be a decade, <laughs> almost. Yeah, so time is flying. And any compliments I give, it's because the teleprompter is telling me to. <laughs> just letting you guys know. Uh, I uh, I just want to know where this journey started. Like, where where did you where do you grow up? How was uh, the initial years, and how so, do you slowly sort of migrate towards this space? What I've actually those... never studied advertising ever. Yeah. Uh, I haven't studied design either. Uh, I did my MBA uh, in Hyderabad itself from right. IIPM, right. and uh, most of my life I grew up in Dubai. I still remember when I came down for an interview, and I still genuinely believe this. Uh, the reason why I got selected was because that day Gautam was really busy in his phone, and he didn't really pay too much attention on my resume. It's why I got selected. Otherwise, if I had to give an interview at this stage, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have gone through. Uh, that's where it started. Uh, nice way to put it. <laughs> Ever since then, design something you just have, I guess. I've never really studied it. I'm never. I'm, I don't understand the science of it, but I do understand the emotion, of it. and I right. think that's where it starts for us. Right. And as advertisers, you don't really need to, as long as you understand the human emotion of it. I think you're going to do well. So right. I think our journey started there. Yeah, more or less. I think over the years, we figured out how to get to a point where we understand what we are communicating and why we are communicating it. Absolutely, and, and, and that then translates into last mile design, you know, which actually is the center of the experience. Right? So and I think what makes our design much more challenging compared to just artists is that fact: is yeah. the fact that you're doing pieces of art not for yourself, but you're doing it for a brand or to talk to a certain consumer, to connect to a certain consumer. So, when did you recognize that? Say, you you, you just said you were never, you know, part of this this field, and you never. Sort of, you were not raised in an environment surrounded with people from this field. So, when did you recognize that this is this probably the space I want to be in? I think it's after. I think when she started working uh, in my college days as well. I used to really enjoy presentations. I used to really enjoy designing them. There was something about not just putting text on a slide, not just putting an image on a slide that I really used to enjoy. And at that point, one of my professors in college was like, uh, "You should consider advertising." I'm a I, like a massive Microsoft fanboy, so I was so set that I'm going to join an MNC or a Microsoft. But he actually pushed me in the space of advertising. So you, you moved from design. being a tech geek and a nerd to, to communicator. more of a communication advertising, and this purely came because of a couple of presentations I used to give. Right. So I was still young. I thought let's give it a shot, and I did. And it's that's where the entire picture came together. But once we started working, I think it was just the whole joy of the entire thing. It was just so much pleasure creating those pieces of work, and now when you think about it, they were pretty bad. If you look at them now, but there was just that certain joy you get 
when you design those i think that's where i started realizing okay this might be but clearly this is not something that just comes in overnight was there was there anything that happened in those formative years that probably contributed so to much this? i think uh, if i see the work that i've done even last year some of it's just so embarrassing uh and you just ask yourself what the f- you were thinking doing that so there is always growth and i think the moment you think you know it all you you're ready to fail and every year there's something new you have to learn and grow so yeah it's it's been a constant journey and i think you need to expose yourself more and more mm. really put your work out there for criticism yeah. for learning because it only makes you better yeah what is your first job did you have a job before you came no, into no this was my first job came into pad no no first job so this continues to be the first and yeah, only yeah. so far so good <laughs> so far so good i know you're not going to put out some stuff on this show but it's all it's all <laughs> it's all for the best it's amazing <laughs> everything's really good so uh, about what you're doing right now at work right i mean you've come some distance from working on mom and pop stores to working with large organizations and corporations Absolutely. and the challenges get more complex design is not as simple as it used to be but i'm so i'm guessing it's also a lot more challenging uh, in terms of you being satisfied with your own work because there's always a element of doubt or question yeah. after you're done with a piece right so if you could talk us through the journey and where you stand today and what you think you have to give to the world when you're working with companies like these who talk to such a large audience the aesthetics become the last priority the aesthetic is the final expression of it all it starts like you know from getting that brief to getting the objective of what you want to communicate adding that layer of communication understanding where the brand's coming from there's so many different dynamic factors that now play in to a single piece of work that as much as aesthetics is the final expression the the thought behind it or like how we call it insight in our yeah. business that has become so much more critical for yeah. us now. because each piece needs to say something it's yeah. no longer needs to look good right merging with the fact that we are in such a crowded segment yeah. social media is a massive crowd to stand out in yeah that's where aesthetics play it so now it's this beautiful balance between insight meets design and i think now more and more designs become much more seamless it's become much more part of the story than an expression as such mm. so i think designs going that it's okay. now more you don't realize it's designed to look like this. it's a layer of the communication it is it's very much but it's a important layer depending it's, on what category you work with absolutely it so has to be that dynamic no if it's absolutely. electronics then it's a very important layer but if it's real estate it's probably not as important and also you have to keep reinventing yourself within yeah. that same space yeah. within the brand you're in because so otherwise you can shock or surprise the absolutely. same category the same consumer but do something fresh and when you get a brief right uh it's very interesting to get into a designer like a, a creative person's head yes but under that you know a designer's head so are you already thinking expression uh in the visual format or are you thinking idea first how is it how uh, it works differently for different uh, whatever it is honestly because uh in that creative field things can be so unstructured sometimes the visual idea hits you first mm. and the creative is built around it mm. and sometimes the idea hits you first and then you look for a visual best possible visual expression right because in a world where you're so subjective no design is bad but one design is the most effective yeah so to find that usually that's driven by an idea that shapes itself into a design right but sometimes when you have a design that works you know it works the idea is also built so it's such a dynamic space and yeah. it really is in that moment it's in that 
that slight desperation when you're looking for that idea that one of the two things. What do you do to evaluate your own work? What is the kind of uh, quality metrics you've built around the work you're putting out? I think uh, in today's world, data makes a huge impact on how you evaluate your work. Response, I think a couple of brands which are more uh, consumer facing, people are vocal about it. People are extremely specific about the, especially when you're working in the sports arena. Yeah. You're open to a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. Uh, entertainment and sports. Entertainment. Both, yeah. Because they take it so personally. Yeah. And because for them, it's a matter of pride. So that's when real evaluation, like transparent evaluation comes in. Yeah. No one's trying to be politically correct or be nice to you. They so before care. it reaches the consumer, how do you evaluate your work? Is there a way? Uh, we have a system. I think uh, when, you're, when your workplace is so diverse, when you have people from different segments, different parts of life, different experiences of life, they come in and they see your work. Everyone has a, a very strong opinion. And lucky for us, I think we've been very lucky in that sense where we have such a wide spectrum of people to help us evaluate the work. And when we're in our business, it's they who evaluate. You don't need a process. You don't need a set a standard. It's very, to an extent, it's very, uh, do I like this or not? Yeah. Uh, lucky for us, we get constructive criticism, which helps us refine that work even more. So do you think but, that people that are in that fraternity are sometimes also uh, not looking at something very obvious? Uh, as as a, as a group because they're all thinking and approaching it the same way so, so do you actually thing, happen to take the, take this out to your mom your dad your you know your sister or your friends i think family and friends are your most important critics right because they know they can get away with very harsh words yeah they don't have to filter out what they say. and they can just sort of say, say it the way they see it and they're the perfect judge yeah i mean and that's who you're talking to they're the most important so do you also do that quite often I take it once I am confident about it, right. once I know, okay, this is ready to go. Okay. That's when I usually get my VP value. Okay. So what are some of the, if I may ask, what are some of the influences you've had? Is it uh, nature? Is it uh, uh, pop culture? Is it cityscapes? The urban life? What have been the influences that sort of percolate into your design? I am quite exposed to pop culture, I think. Okay. Uh, I as, as much as I hate it, I do try to keep in touch. Okay. Because I think that's a big part of who we are. Currently, I'm exploring a lot of YouTube celebrities or YouTube artists that are out there. And I think you have to keep yourself... Who are not micro anymore. Right. And I think you can't have favorites. Uh, as much as you never know when nature might inspire you, you never know when something on a YouTube channel that you see might inspire you. I was actually watching makeup tutorials the other day. Okay. Just to see why there's okay. such a fad. And you see the amount of self-confidence. I'm sure it is of some help today. Yes, thank you. <laughs> So it helps. I mean, it, it helps to be ex able to expose yourself. You can't have favorites, especially yeah. when you're in this industry. You can't say, hey, I don't like So this we have industry. to consume what the consumers are consuming. Content's content. Yeah. And you have to enjoy it. You need to find why, why it is working. It well. yeah. Yeah. I mean, if someone like PewDiePie who just sits in front of his camera, yeah. has as many subscribers as he does, something works. Yeah. And people want that content. So it's, you can't have favorites when you're in this industry. Where do you think the industry is headed, uh, right? I mean, in the sense, um, from a design perspective. I think, uh, and not just design. Experiential design, is that where it's headed? That or? has always been, I think, part of our community in advertising. Yeah. Uh, it's evolving how the de definition of uh, the design is right now. So that's experiential has always been part of the game. Right. And I think what you do with that is, is different. Like, uh, I think OnePlus setting up their 
pop-up stores across the city instead of having a flagship store yeah i think is a testament to that yeah. kind of experience yeah. they don't want it to always be that they want it to be something so exclusive that people are driven to it Correct. and in a limited period of time Correct. i think that's interesting i think uh, where we are today i see a trend where brands are now ready to take a philosophical stance i think uh, they're looking at their own communities now right they're no longer trying to talk to everybody right there's a certain inclusiveness in what they're doing mm. i think nike started it when they did uh, the dream crazy campaign correct where they took that bold stance of having that athlete yeah. who was so controversial and end their ad was i think a good testament right. one plus like we were, i was just talking about is always been that community driven brand right so i think more and more brands are now looking at their loyal fan base right. they're looking to collect like minded people who understand their brand who understand more than just the product they sell right uh, and i think that's where we are going right now i think more and more brands are humanizing themselves they're trying to be more conversational they're trying to be more approachable uh it's working in some cases it's not i think gillette's a good example yeah uh gillette when they took the more of a non macho image it failed badly for them yeah but it worked for anike so people are still experimenting we're in the transitional phase where brands are now becoming part of our personalities more than just someone who's trying to sell us something yeah and i think even advertising is going there yeah. as much as you have tactical ads which are required to drive sales yeah. there is now more of a responsibility too there is more of sustainability that's being taken seriously uh gender equality that's being taken seriously so brands are now being more than just brands more than just the idea of selling yeah. is is not now more than part. just products or services with a differentiator it's this humanizing they're becoming the part of Absolutely. the conversation they're being part they're, they're taking a stance yeah. they're being fearless yeah and i think that's where we're going right now people okay. want that they want to be associated with the products they wear they consume so does that mean there is more freedom with design does that mean there is more ways to exp- express explore absolutely i think uh, this i think design more and more is now moving away from a single medium it's no longer thinking of pixels and inches and feet you're now looking at design that talks to you in a human way mm. it needs to connect with you in more than just the traditional mediums of mm. communication video was the big spearhead i think the biggest change we've had is the is the affordability of video content yeah if you now just scroll through your facebook feed i would say about 70% is video content yeah. you won't see static anymore yeah. that's a shift we've had yeah now and i think what's interesting is podcasts for example have been such a take off mm-hmm. it's not a visual medium yeah. but podcasts are also designed that way yeah. it's purely sound design okay. so design is now becoming more medium free right. it's it's more than just uh, aesthetics and colors and balance it's it's going out there yeah. i think virtual reality is something that hasn't kicked in but i think it will that's interesting and this constant dynamic is yeah. there's no static uh, medium for it anymore. yeah so when you get a brief on your table right how do you break into what is your process of breaking into the consumer psyche like do you do you do your own research around it or or do you talk to people how how do you how do you get there how do you get to the point where you start thinking what I is think, a, uh, i mean what i'm trying to ask you is and up to what point are you still understanding and after which point do you start thinking so i think uh, different people have different ways to approach it like yeah. within my same team i have people who approach a job the same brief differently than i would approach it right for me uh, it's always been to try and absorb as much as possible try to research for me is a big thing i really need to know as much as i can about it as much as i can about the industry as much as i can about their business uh, talking to the client helps a lot because as much as you would like to believe that brands 
have this bigger picture, bigger strategy. The main brand custodian, it's his image that drives through the company. Yeah. So understanding with him, Values. getting that connect, understanding who he is as psychology, yeah. helps understand his business objectives. It might not help you understand the industry, but it definitely helps understand what he's looking for. Right. And then merging that with the industry is something that's a research base. Right. After that, it's just idea one, idea two, idea three. Correct. Criticizing your own ideas, wondering what works, what doesn't. And then really just having that moment where you right. have that small gut feeling where I think this is going to work. So this is your process? This is my process. Do you also believe in the process of co-creation? Absolutely. And I so think get, the, get the client involved at... Co-creation, especially with the client, with our own departments, I think not just strategy or copyright or servicing, all departments working together, it helps bounce off ideas. It helps you refine those edges. Mm. It's like polishing a diamond. Yeah. As much as you might have the stone, it's only those criticisms, those feedback. Yeah. It's that. It's what sharpens, it sharpens those makes diamonds. it shiny. And that sh- shimmer is coming because of that collective work. Right, right. So that's how I've always seen it. So, uh, I just want to go through this segment where I want to talk a little bit more about uh, um, the depth in the role you're playing because as a for all the people getting into the space in the creative industry, getting into communication, brand, advertising, you know, media, uh, and there's so many other ways to sort of explore your creative edge. So, um, what are the toughest parts of growing up in an organization, and uh, what responsibilities come with it, and how are you today sort of looking at yourself? and the role you play in that organization. One thing that has been a learning for me is opportunities don't have come often and how quickly you can latch onto it and how you can make the most of that moment is very important. You have to be flexible. More often than not, your child, every, it's some challenge on it. Either you're pressed on time, either you're pressed on information, but what you can make the most of it, it matters. It's out of a hundred times, it might work only 20. But making sure it catches onto it, it helps you one with your experience. Yeah. It helps you build that uh, that exposure level. It makes you think faster. It, it's constantly being on your feet. And as, as fun as our industry is, because honestly, it's a lot of fun. I see my, my friends and my families do other work, but I just realize how much fun I have. But at the same time, there's a lot of pressure and stress which you need to enjoy. And you need to have fun with it because otherwise it can overwhelm you. And any job is like that. I think I'm not saying there's no job without any stress. Our job is a special kind of stress because it's your work that's out there. It's your response. You're not just responsible for the work you put out. You're also responsible for the brand. You're responsible to make sure the vision of so many people are coming true. So the stress, the pressure, you have to enjoy it. And I think we do, especially when you love what you do. It just, it just it doesn't feel that bad. It so it never good. feels like it hits up. It, it's a point where it's absolutely uh, pointless. It does. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Why, why do we have this pressure? That's, why do we have? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. And I think that's human. Yeah. But then uh, you go back home, you sleep over it, you come back tomorrow morning, and then you have that new brief. Yeah. That you go, oh, f- this is back again. But it's interesting. Yeah. It just takes that pressure away a bit. It, it becomes worth it. Right. And the satisfaction of seeing people respond to your work, to seeing your work out there, yeah. it's good. It's selfish, but it's important and yeah. it does help. So I just want to break away into this segment where we like talking about uh, little things which you can pretty much answer in yeses and nos. Or Do I get of, a hamper for it? <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, you get a lot of hampers from me at work. So. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so what is the toughest part of 
being a designer a professional being able to break your own comfort zone okay not having a comfort zone is very difficult but it's extremely critical okay um what is the funniest brief that you ever gotten anniversary and birthday briefs okay i initially part of my career was doing a lot of anniversary posts for people is mere bete ka birthday hai to card banao wedding cards are the worst i think any designer copywriter just stay away from weddings because these people are so specific and so picky They're and the they have all the time in the world to do it over and over again over. i think the funniest and the most stressful experiences of that is wedding cards but come to think of it if you learn to sold that then you conquer if you if you would have learned to sold like sell that by now you would have sort of now i think it's a good part sold a lot of ideas to clients but the worst for anniversary birthdays and the worst is weddings i take your word for it they're the worst man are you a vector guy illustration guy photography guy i'm an illustration guy okay i i tend to naturally move more towards that mainly because i think it's unique it yeah. adds us it's adds a style to your brand which others don't and i think it's much more dynamic but uh, also you can have pretty much create whatever you want exactly and it's there's so much more scope for storytelling yeah in that and it's so unique i love the space of the district right i myself can't draw for shit but some of the artists we have are just wonderful and you migrate towards uh, illustration my my natural like instinct is more yeah. moved towards illustration yeah. resolution one thing that you absolutely love about the space we work in advertising brand communication it's non stop yeah. and it's never the same no two briefs are ever the same yeah. uh, you might think that okay real estate real estate but it's never the same there's yeah. so many beautiful new challenges on yeah. each one and the context is constantly it's changing always changing and yeah. i love that you're never going to come to work the next day and be the same profession yeah. you have to be an architect you have to be a real estate agent you have to be someone who loves this kids basically getting into their shoes it's so every nice. other day it's so yeah. much fun and from both sides from the person who's selling and from the person who's absolutely. buying and so. i think that dynamism is what i love the most what what is the one thing you hate about it the timeline as much but i as thought you learned to soak in the pressure we did but yeah. i always there be that oh man i wish i had two more days on this uh, i wish i had three more days so but i think that's point, at thing. this point in your career don't you believe that having journeyed this far Uh, and this is not coming from me this is coming no, from sure the, the this is coming from the interviewer in me so yeah at this point in your career don't you believe that uh, everything needs an end date and otherwise it will never ship no it does need an end date yeah. i completely agree with you uh but sometimes uh when you when you have this bigger picture idea you wish you had that extra water to finish days. it but that said uh, i think we've reached a point in which uh if they we believe in i think collectively if we do believe man this idea needs one two more days we do fight for it yeah i think in that sense it has improved but i think any designer any copywriter out there will always say they wish they had one more day even though they're going to work on it one hour before the deadline yeah and they're not going to use that one day but it also helps but i think but there's a lot of thought that goes into stuff before you write it there's a lot of Absolutely. yeah so that th- th- so those juices are always flowing. when you get to absorb information more it always helps so uh, how sensitive are we as an industry to the pressures of the client so we are so caught up in our own pressures of timelines and our own pressures of yeah. you know idea not receiving enough who's actually thinking about the client and wh- how much of the industry today is that kind of a breed what is your guess i think industry is more respectful of time now right they understand i think i think because now more and more our brands a lot of family run businesses have come to us in the past and i think now 
they're understanding the importance of building that brand story. Right. They're taking out time for two, three days, sometimes even a week, to make their own brand key happen. Right. They're, they're understanding the importance of what they're doing with their brand. They're more respectful for time. I definitely think so. I think no industry, especially in our advertising industry anywhere in the world, you're never given enough time. I think everyone feels they're short for time. Right. But that's how the business is. And our, our brands are more, much more respectful for this now than when I started my career. I think they're respecting it much more. They're understanding it much more. They, they're trying to take time and understanding our process as well. They're working with us far more closer now. Yeah. So my question is, did you, uh, you answered the other side of the question. What I was intending to ask is, as the fraternity that we are, how sensitive are we as a breed or how, what percentage of our breed is sensitive to, you know, client's time and that they have business challenges and ours is one of the parts that, one of their moving parts. We have to be. I think if you are not sensitive because a lot of what we do is the final expression of all the effort the company All the culmination it. and thought and so direction that the company is already what, embarked on. They, what they've given us 15 days for, they've been envisioning for probably months. Or years. And for us, it's important to, for us to respect that as well. Yeah. It, we have to be on our feet. You have yeah. to be dynamic and you have to be respectful for their time. And do you see that kind time. of maturity around you in the industry? Because, uh, because for some reason, it's seen as a space where people just take their own sweet time and are least bothered about... Uh, I don't think all of us are. Mm. I think uh, I've seen some other people who who've worked within our industry who I felt took an unnecessary amount of time to do that. Mm. And they have different processes for them. We work in a different style. But I think we're getting there. We're still not there yet. So we as an industry have to be sensitive. that dynamic, that sensitive to their efforts as well. Because what is for us a couple of days has been a long journey for them. And it's important to respect their time. It's important to respect what they're looking at. And there's a reason why they wanted that fast. They, even they would love to give us more time and let us work on the most perfect piece. But there's a reason for that pressure. And we need to understand and respect that. Yeah. What do you hate about this industry? I'm yet to find that, to be honest. I don't think I really hate anything about this industry uh, right now. Looks like you'll be here forever. Uh, <laughs> I think probably uh, this is not part of the creative or the brand scene. I think I wish as a city we had... Uh, a bigger talent pool I think I don't know why people move more towards your Bombay's and your Bangalore's when I think I wish people realized how much of a potential we have here Yeah. and there's so much opportunity in Hyderabad itself so I think it's more to do with the market than it is to do with I think, the... and I think people should now realize that Hyderabad is not that market that it used to be anymore yeah. there's so much opportunity for content creators here yeah. there's so much opportunity for great talent here I think that's one part I wish only specific to Hyderabad. To geography specific, yeah. yeah. But otherwise, as an industry, you don't have no, no, I love too many peeves with no, not at all. advertising. Uh, are, you, are you a fan of minimalism? No. Not really? I think minimalism is... I think every designer goes to that phase. Yes, I mean, uh, you get influenced by the way the, the in social uh, conversation is happening. I, I think minimalism is one form of expression. Mm. I'm not a big fan of it. I like my stories to... I'm more of an illustrations guy. Yeah. So I like my stories to have much more depth. Very replete, full of, yeah, yeah. you know, full of character, depth, story. Yeah. That's more of my natural Very comfort. Nice. I'm yet to meet one who is not influenced by it. Yeah. <laughs> if not this industry, I think I know the answer, but what would you be doing? I'd probably be at some MNC doing some marketing job, bored out of my mind. Largely tech based. Tech based, for sure. I'd definitely yeah, be in the yeah, tech yeah. industry. For sure. From what, from what I've known and learned from you over the years, I'm... Yeah, my, so I have this, my five tabs, which are my first five tabs in the morning. 
I have my tech website, I have my mail, I have my LDTV, and one business insider. And a couple of more tabs there and there. So these are my natural five reflexes the yeah. moment I wake up. And you largely consume and read digitally? 99%. Okay. Like video and digital. Right. I have books. Yeah. I don't think I've finished a book in the past two, three years. Okay. All halfway through and then somehow it just stops. You can get to, get to halfway. Halfway. I'm still managing halfway. But after that, something happens. Netflix releases some show. The book and disappears. It's lost. Gone. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I, Thanks. Man. I um, appreciate your journey with Pad. I'm and, glad uh, I was your first choice and not a result of a cancellation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm glad you stuck around. And um, I hope we have some great work coming our way. Absolutely. And uh, we put out some good stuff together. Oh, we will. Yeah. And uh, this was amazing, this show. Should probably yeah, also man, take I think it's wonderful. Should be interesting. We should probably also take it offline sometimes. We should call more <laughs> clients, I think. Make them sit here and we'll, have we'll all talk, of us sit. We'll talk off camera. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for coming. Thanks, Pat. Should we shake hands? Thanks, Pat. So that was Ahad. It was a pleasure working with him over the years. And this conversation really sort of helped us catch up. It's been a while since we spoke. But I really hope that people who are coming up in this space are able to understand what his journey has been and in a market like uh, Hyderabad where we are right now and, uh, and have something to take away from this conversation. We will continue to have a lot more riveted conversations here on uh, OCD and we look forward to keep this, keeping this going. Thank you.